Hey y'all, it's Kayla Kay, a beautiful creepster, and you are listening to a Paranormal Chicks podcast. Paranormal Chicks, Sinister Sightings 19. And you just heard Kayla K. Kayla is part of the Creepinati, which is why she was able to introduce an episode. And you know the drill. You want to introduce an episode? Come on over to the Creepinati. Go to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Forward slash. Same thing. All of the slashes that are forward. <laughs> yes. They're quite aggressive, those forward slashes. <laughs> They're awfully forward. Damn. That's a me joke, and it was funny. <laughs> All right, you want me to go first? Yeah. Well, don't sound so sure, Carrie. Well, absolutely I do. Thanks. Hey, ladies, it's Tequila. Remember, she sent us some mm-hmm. other ones. Shall and some do. some good ones. Shall do. Hopefully you remember the recent encounters. I had that included the creepy couple standing in my bedroom. Oh. <laughs> Again, don't fuck with Carrie's sleep. <laughs> I said I had more stories to share, so here we go. The longest and creepiest encounter I have is a three-year spirit attachment. <gasps> That's longer than any relationship I've been in. That is like some fucking ghost in the burb shit. Mm-hmm. Not real shit. Right? Oh my gosh. That's scary. Like I'm not saying she's not real. I'm yeah. saying like like it's like a like a fake story you hear, not like holy shit, this is yeah. a real experience. Fuck. Oh my god. Okay. This is a pretty long story, so I may have to break it up in two to three parts or just condense some of the not so important details. What we should do on some of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean condense details? <laughs> you need to know the whole history. What do you mean some details aren't important? I don't understand. (laughs) Picture it. Southeast Missouri, 2006. I was 17 at the time and about to graduate high school. My dad was a very laid-back parent and really let me go and do whatever I wanted as long as I would call him to let him know I wasn't dead in a ditch somewhere. (laughs) A lot of my friends at the time lived in Arkansas, which was only about a 45-minute drive from my home in Southeast Missouri. Which is crazy because mm-hmm. I feel like Arkansas is so close to us. But, I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, Missouri's up north. Like, geography. Uh, apparently, I don't know geography and math. So, my friends and I tended to get into a little bit of mischief. Nothing dangerous or harmful. But we went through a phase where we really thought we were ghost hunters. Insert douchebag bagans in here. So, we would drive around the small town in Arkansas and break into creepy abandoned houses. I know, B&E and not our best decisions. But in our defense, we never took anything, and these houses looked like they hadn't been lived in for a very long time. On a chilly November night, my friend Jack, not his real name, said that we should all go to this creepy cabin that he's been investigating for some time. He talked about a few bumps and strange feelings, but nothing really substantial. So about eight of us loaded up in two vehicles and headed down a dark, dusty Arkansas back road. It was about a 20-minute or so drive from Jack's house. The whole ride there, we were joking and kind of mocking the idea of spirits in the woods. 
but we would soon eat our words. We arrived and parked in a large gravel lot and piled out of the car. I also forgot to mention that Jack is kind of like my friend who has Vietnam flashbacks, but he never really went to Vietnam. He was a paranoid guy and typically had a pistol or some sort of firearm on him. So this night was no different. We stepped over a chain with very clear no trespassing sign on it and started to walk down the path to the cabin. It was about half a mile or so walk. Nope. Mm-mm. These are my first thoughts. Okay. One. There's a legit a scary movie called Cabin in the Woods, but go ahead. No. One. I know that I would trip and fall. <laughs> because I always, like, growing up, going, like, rolling and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. with, like some people call it TPN, you know, with, yeah. whatever. I always fell down. Yeah. Number two. I have nervous bladder just listening to that story <laughs> about the fact that I would have to pee so bad and would not be able to go. Well, luckily, it's in the woods. No, fuck no. I had that conversation today. Somebody I was talking to was going camping this week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I will not sleep on the ground and I will not use the bathroom in the woods. It's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. I'm fucking not on Survivor. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I don't get paid for that. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> No. Well, yeah, them stepping over the chain, I would have tripped. I probably couldn't hike my leg high enough if it was like some of the places around here. No. What would happen is we'd get scared. Everybody would start running to leave. And that's when I would fall. Because it happens every (laughs) single time. All right. Let's go back to them trespassing. Okay. Sorry. During the walk, Jack decided to treat us to a little local legend story. So apparently back in the day, the land, the cabin was on had lots of cabins and was a camping ground of sorts what What? the fuck (laughs) oh shit okay foreshadowing the foreskin oh shit we haven't said that in a long time damn just like foreskin we ain't got it in our lives this part is true as you can still see the other cabin foundations but back to the legend so to put it simply two brothers fell in love with the same woman, but she only loved one of them. So the other brother shot his brother and the woman and then hung himself in one of the cabins. Oh, shit. The legend is that if you shoot a gun into the woods, you will hear a woman scream. Keep this detail in mind. Oh, fuck. Once there, the cabin was nice. It did show its age, but not a creepy murder cabin in the woods or anything. I'm in no way a medium, but I can pick up on vibes pretty well, and I didn't get any bad feelings at first. We all entered the cabin and walked from room to room, and nothing happened. So we decided to go into what I would imagine was a bedroom of the cabin. It had a few old dining room chairs and was the go-to place for Jack's previous quote-unquote investigations. This room had a screen door on it, even though it was an interior room. I would assume to let the air in without the bugs, but I just thought it was odd. So we all sit down and Jack asks everyone to turn their flashlights off, which we all say some sarcastic comment, but abide. Jack then recommends that before we start asking questions, that we just sit quietly to see what happens. I couldn't see in the dark room, but I'm pretty sure we all rolled our eyes. But then... The front door of the cabin creaked open and then slammed shut. We all jumped and I might have stifled a scream with my hand. I wonder if any of them fear farted. (laughs) (laughs) I grabbed Jack by the shoulder and said, if this was a prank on me, I would be adding a new spirit to the woods. 
but he turned his flashlight on so I could see the seriousness in his face, and my heart sank. This wasn't a prank. A few minutes later, after we all had quieted down, we heard footsteps, and then running through the cabin. But the worst part is, this wasn't an adult stride. This was the stride of a child. So, pause the story for a fun fact. Do we have pause in the middle of this story? (laughs) (laughs) The number one thing on my note meter is creepy children. (laughs) For fucking real. When I realize the stride sounds like a little kid running around the cabin, I start to breathe heavier. Then a small giggle is heard. Uh Uh-uh. And then the scampering of footsteps. Uh Uh-uh. And then silence. <laughs> so Jack leans up to take a peek out of the screen of the door and sits back down and he is so pale I can see him in the dimly lit room. He takes an audible gulp and turns to me and says, You'll never guess what is outside of the door in the middle of the room. It's a little girl and she's walking slowly to the door. Almost in tears and nearly hyperventilating, I grab Jack's arm. My idea is that we should ask her if we can leave. So Jack says something along the lines of, Can we please leave? We are so sorry we bothered you. Knock once for no and twice for yes. So we all wait and one knock and then silence. So we ask the same question again. And again, we all get quiet and wait. One knock. No. So I ask a similar question to Jack's and there's one knock. A few moments of silence and then two. Jack flies out of the room with the rest of us trailing behind him. I think I had my eyes closed. Pulled a bird box challenge. (laughs) (laughs) And ran out of the cabin. I'm somehow ahead of everyone else on the trail and Jack is yelling at me. Run, get to the car, don't look back. And then he shoots his pistol. All of a sudden, an ear-shattering scream comes out of the woods. It is like a surround sound scream, and I almost have to stop and put my hands over my ears. But Jack pushes me on. We get back to the gravel clearing and jump in the car, lock the doors, and haul ass back into town. I don't think any of us spoke. The only sound in the car was heavy breathing and a few sniffles. So we go to a local gas station to get some refreshments and discuss what happened. Jack proceeds to tell me that he has taken other people, both men and women, out to that cabin before. And everyone else but me had previously been to the cabin at least once. And they had never saw a little girl before. So whatever it was, was mine. And I would soon determine how accurate that statement was when I got home. Okay, ladies, I'm going to stop here because this story is long as fuck. I hope you enjoy it. And I know a lot of people don't believe this story, but I can assure this is all true to the best of memory. Until next time, creep it real and stay spooky. Tequila. We need part two. ASAP. Holy fuck. Oh my God. Shiver me timber. Also, why did he shoot his gun? Because he probably saw her chasing or something. Because he was like, don't look back. Yeah. So he probably saw something chasing after them. How about I repeat myself? So I guess my question is, is Jack sensitive? Like, how did he know to tell you, like, 
don't look back. Like, to know, like, why did you think? I have so many questions. I know. This was so freaking good. Like, edge of my seat. It could have been a movie. That could be a movie. Yes. And you know what? This is that kind that, like, a commercial break happens, and I'm like, what the fuck? I gotta know. I know. Whenever she'd pause to say that she doesn't like kids, I was like, you can't pause in this story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would freak the fuck out. Yes. Holy shitballs. Well, I'm gonna need you to send in the rest ASAP. Please. And you write so well. Like, mm-hmm. whew, like I was breathing heavy and not because I breathe heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it was from, like, excitement and yes. just, like anticipation hey guys i always listen to your podcast while i'm working you're both hilarious and i haven't listened to my music in like a week while being stuck at a computer oh anyway i have so many stories and my experiences never stop if you guys would like to hear more i'd gladly send you more but i'll start off with a couple of stories i can remember from back when i was in elementary already know i want more give me more i want it now what's her name from willy wonka Baruka Salt. Yes. Okay. You can just address me as P, and when I submit other stories that involve friends, I'll use their initials. So first off, whenever I'd get sick, my mom would come into my room and lay on my bed with me while reading a children's book. Eventually, we'd fall asleep and just nap. I'm a wall sleeper, and I'm very stubborn about that side of the bed. Even if I'm spending the night at a friend's house, and if they have a big bed in the middle of the room and I have no access to the wall, I'm laying myself in the middle of that bed while my friend still gets the edge. One of the times I was sick in bed, my mom and I had fallen asleep, and at one point I woke up. I used to stick my arm down in between my wall and my bed because it felt cold down there, Mm -mm. and I thought it felt good as I was sweating with fever. Mm -mm. As soon as I moved my arm down there and closed my eyes, I felt something grab my wrist and yank my arm uh-uh. as, if, as if it was trying to pull me under the bed. Mm-mm. Then I swore I heard a very quiet whispering. Donna's like literally holding her breath. I, oh my God, like full body chills. I jumped up and didn't go back to sleep. I waited for my mom to wake up so I could just talk with her, but I didn't tell her what happened. I've never stuck my arm down between the wall and the bed ever again. I now have a trundle bed, so there's that spare bed that rolls out from underneath. So, luckily, there's no space for anything to hide under my bed. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, that is, like, one of my biggest fears. I really will be like, oh, let me just, even on, like, a recliner or a couch, Mm -hmm. like, if my hand goes down, I'm like, whoop, putting it back on the cushion, like, or over my belly, something, because... My hands stay inside the vehicle at all times. But I will say, though, I know exactly what you mean, P, about, like, putting your arm down there because it's cold. Because I totally used to do that as a kid, too. Well, I'll tell you, my brother would always say that there were demons hiding Mm -hmm. under the bed. So, from a young age, I was, like, just like her, scooting in as close as possible. I do not like the edges. Look, you should have just told your brother... Freddy Krueger was oh, under that's what mama would say. Because he would say that. Because he liked D&D and all. And so he would have all these huge, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, picture Stranger Things being told to you. Yeah. And I was like crying. And my mom would be like, Kenneth, okay, well, Freddy's going to come see you. He'd be like, that's not okay, mama. You don't have to say that. 
I'm like, you just told me a demon was going to yeah. come eat my brains. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry, tangent time. Another occurrence happened when my parents left town for a trip together. My grandma and her then boyfriend had stayed with us to watch over us, so they slept in my parents' room. One night, I couldn't fall asleep, and I was sitting up in bed. This tall bitch came out of my closet Mm -mm. and slowly walked towards me, reaching out to me and softly saying, Go to sleep. I got up so quick, ran down the hallway, and woke up my grandma. Holy fuck. She thought it was a dream, but I'm pretty sure I would have had to open my eyes, turn over, and then run. But I went straight from sitting up, ran past the woman to my grandma, so it was extremely realistic, and I could swear it happened. Later that same week, while my parents were gone, I woke up in the middle of the night really having to pee. I walked to the bathroom, and I was way too lazy and tired to care to put the bathroom light on. I do that all the time, girl. No. Get you. Always. Mm-mm. Always have the, have I the very, light on. Uh-uh, I very rarely turn it on in the middle of the night. Mm-mm. No, that's when they come out. I don't know why I thought this was such a good idea, but I was sitting on the toilet peeing in the pitch black. And also in my bathroom, there's a mirror over the entire wall, and it's behind you when you're on the toilet. Just so you can imagine that. As I'm sitting there, I felt something grab my elbow from the bathtub through the shower curtain. Mm -mm. I jumped up, turned on the light, checked the tub, nothing. I ran to my grandma, and she told me to go back to bed. Grandma was not having any of this fuckery. Mm Mm-hmm. Things have definitely gotten creepier as I've experienced weird events all my life. So just let me let me know if you would like more or have any questions. Whenever I would tell my friends any of my experiences, it would cause more stuff to happen, but I'm pretty used to it. I don't get too scared since I know they feed off fear. Sometimes I'm able to ignore it and other times I just need to leave the house. I'll be in touch. Oh my god, pee. Uh, oh, fuck. Also, let me preface my peeing in the dark with all I have is a shower in my, like, you know, how mine's yeah. closed off. So, all I have is a shower with a clear door and a toilet. Like, there's no mirrors. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's still. I... Of course, I used to do it when I lived with my parents. I did it and they had a shower and a, you know, with a curtain and a mirror. You but don't turn it on? Uh-uh. No, I, I love sleep. I don't want... Go lie. <laughs> yes. I don't want any brightness in my eyes that's going to make me not go back to sleep right away. Oh, girl, you would always go back to sleep. True. You know, also, like, because ghost, but also... Bloody Mary. No, she's still a ghost to me. Katie Man. Don't say his name. Leave him out of this. <laughs> Creepy crawlies. Also... Bugs? Have, yes. Roaches? Why do you say that? You said two <laughs> things I'm scared of. Shit. But. Three, really. Bloody Mary, Candyman, Roaches. Shit. Might as well just say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Why do you keep repeating their names? Oh, my God. You want me to say them all one more time? No. <laughs> You've reached your quota. <laughs> hey, girls. Love, love, love the podcast. Aww. You crack me up every time. So sweet. Okay, my sinister sighting happened when I was a kid. I have always had insomnia, the kind where I fall asleep fine but can't stay asleep. And when I was around 8 or 9, I would wake up around 11, 
go into the living room to watch TV alone until 2 or 3 when I felt like I could go back to sleep. Most of the time, my two Springer Spaniel dogs would be with me. One night, after watching reruns of Golden Girls until my eyes felt heavy, the dogs and I headed back to my room. My habit was to look into the dining room as I passed the doorway opening, going into the hallway, as I always felt like someone was watching me. No, don't look. I have to do that too. I know, I would too. <laughs> this time, I legit saw someone sitting on the love seat that was next to the doorway. Mm-mm. I couldn't see any details as it was super dark, but it did not feel friendly or human. The dog started to go nuts, barking and growling, and this thing's head started to turn towards me. No. This broke my paralysis, and I booked it down the hallway to my parents' room. All sinister feelings ended when I jumped into their bed and cuddled up with my mom. From then on, I didn't look into that room when I was up at night. I just ran. We moved away from that house when I was in the ninth grade, and whatever was there stayed there. All right, that's all I've got. Thanks for an awesome podcast. I feel like you two could be my best friends. Creep it real, Meg. Oh my God. This episode is just like getting all of my scary feels. Like, yeah, this is, that was, I would die. Because I totally look into rooms like that, especially if there's windows. I always can picture someone in the Mm -hmm. window. And if I saw someone in that window, Mm -hmm. I'd fear fart and shit my pants. (laughs) And then I'd waddle my ass down the hallway. (laughs) Wow, that was a good one. I would be so scared. Oh, my gosh. And dogs sense stuff, too. Yes. Okay. Last one. Hello, ladies. Criminal one, it says. One night, I was home babysitting my little sister while my mom and little brother went to the store. It was dark outside. I took my sister up to my room since she always wanted to be up there, my little shadow. After flipping on the light, I looked outside my second floor bedroom window. I saw a man looking up in my direction with a serious look on his face. It freaked me the fuck out. I grabbed my sister, flipped the light off, and sat on the floor by my window. I crept up just enough to look down again, and this time I noticed he was holding a gun. (gasps) Freaked out, I held my sister in my arms and waited in the dark until my mom and brother got home. After telling my mom what happened, the man was gone and she brushed it off. Back then, my mom and stepdad were into some bad things, drugs, and I thought maybe they owed someone money, but I don't know for sure. Wow. That would be so scary. Okay, and now this one is paranormal. So they sent a creepy, I mean, you know, what I said before. Just a little preface. We lived in a two-level apartment. The main rooms, like the living room and the kitchen, were downstairs, and upstairs were the bedrooms and a bathroom. If you look directly up from the stairs landing, you can see the bathroom. Well, one night, my brother and I were sleeping in our rooms. My mom always went to bed late. This particular night, my mom stepped onto the landing of the stairs, and the bathroom light kept flipping on and off. On and off on and off the light switch was a hard switch where it made a snap sound whenever you flipped it on and off i know exactly what they're talking about Mm -hmm. and it was doing this while my mom remained at the foot of the stairs until it stopped the next morning my mom asked me if me or my brother had been playing with the bathroom light the previous night we told her we hadn't 
This is a few years after the light switch incident. My best friend lived across the street, so I went over to play with her. And my next-door neighbor was talking to my friend's mom. My neighbor said, Hey, were you guys moving around your kitchen furniture in the middle of the night last night? I said no. Plus, we only had a kitchen table and chairs apart from the appliances. I was creeped out for sure. Oh my god. After that, I started hearing voices late at night. It was faint whispering, but I could never make out what they were saying. I thought I was going crazy. This happened so often that I ended up having anxiety so bad over it. The voices, or should I say faint whispers, never stopped until I moved out and moved in with my grandparents. My mom believes a young boy died in the apartment before we moved in. Thanks for reading my stories. I have a few more. I'll send another time. (gasps) Yes. Oh, fuck. That was so good. I don't know if I can say who that's from, so you know what we're going to say? What? Stanley. Dorothy's ex-husband. Oh, I was like, stuttering Stanley, stuttering Stanley. Wrong Stanley. Stanley Zbornak. That was good, too. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, as always, I say this every time, did not disappoint. Y'all got us in all the scary shit. Um, I have to go home after this, and <laughs> it's dark kidding. outside. Y'all keep sending these awesome stories in. We, lo- we love getting them. We love the true crime. We love the paranormal. We love the this is just weird stuff. So keep sending them in. So if you have a story, send it on in. You can go to our website, www.aparanormalchicks.com. And there's a little form you can fill out. Click contact. It has all the deets. And also, you can email us at aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.